Good to see you. We see a bunch of Joey. You and Shannon, come on up. We have a song to sing with you in just a little while. So even during these songs, just come on up. And someone, I knew you would be here. <laughs> Let's have a hand for the Burnets as they come up to the choir loft this morning. And we're going to sing a song, Oh, Come All You Faithful, even as you begin to come. Let's stand together as we sing this song together. Let's stand together as we sing. so much fun with the music. It's been very worshipful music. And there's a song from there that there's a congregational uh, friendly arrangement of. And it's called Emmanuel, God with us. And so if you don't know the first verse or chorus, just listen for a moment and then jump in. It reminds me of Andy Griffith when the Darlings would come to town. And uh, Mr. Briscoe Darling would say, well, just hang on and jump in when you can. So I'm looking forward to seeing you jumping in when you can. Emmanuel, God with us. Go tell it on the mountains, the one that we've been waiting for. Amen. 
seated as the praise team makes their way back to the choir for a moment i want you to think for a moment about what it might have been like just before jesus was born in heaven don't you wonder how it must have been can't you imagine the fluttering of the father's heart knowing what was about to take place what about the angels dancing around in excitement busily scurrying around the streets of glory and I'm sure as, as they were making preparations that may, maybe Michael said, the angel Michael might have said, oh, I'm planning these great fanfares. It's going to be incredible, the sound that's going to be heard. We're going to have orchestras playing and angels singing and people all over the world will just rejoice. And maybe Gabriel would have said something like, oh, what do you see what I'm going to do in the heavens? I'm going to have so many stars, it's going to be unbelievable. About that time, Jesus stepped through the curtain and onto the corridor of time. And Michael said, Father, we just cannot let him go unannounced like this. And he says, but I was, had something different in mind. I was actually planning a small family gathering in Bethlehem. The angels continued to argue. And finally, the father said, Okay, Michael, a few angels. And Gabriel, just one star. and angels to surround himself with praise he could have chosen not to leave his throne on high he could have chosen all his miracles as evidence of grace or let his own creation testify not the God he is, and that's not the God he was, to love us from a distance. 
something happened to the track we have no idea it sounded like it started playing it again and they're giving me a signal uh, as the choir is making their way down you know this is the time of year also Christmas is a time for giving and um, so we, we would be amiss if we did not have have at least one gift and so I was thinking about that what we could do and today um, Pastor Ken um, you have given us so much in so many ways. And so it, it can occur to us that there might be some way that we could give something back to you. And so I want to do that. And so um, it's, not a, it's not a big gift, so I don't get your hopes up too much. But I think it's something that might, would give you as much um, merriment as it has given us.
Thank you very much. <laughs> I've tried to forget about that. Oh, my soul. Merry Christmas. So good to see each of you today. You had a sweet time last night and uh, on Christmas Eve and just uh, around the Lord's table and now to, to be here on Christmas Day. And, and you look good. You look, I mean, Scott looks especially festive today. I'm telling you in that jacket. And, and I will tell you, Joy, I just got to say, you look great in garnet and black, all right? Because I noticed that, that, that's really close, buddy, I'm telling you. You've never looked better, all right? Never. And uh, so good to see each of you. I hope last night, today, and uh, it's already been good, and maybe you've got plans uh, after the service today. And so here's my gift to you. How about a short message, all right? So that'll be my gift to everybody here today. As a matter of fact, what I would really like to do is just kind of go back and share something that I feel like I just didn't have time to kind of really walk through the way I wanted to last week. And so I'm going to go back into Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1. And very quickly, I just want to kind of read uh, that passage again. And then we're only going to highlight one, one area for this morning. Let me just say thank you. you know, y'all have been so kind and and, and uh, so sweet to us, and we just appreciate it so very much. I, I get tickled because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit leery of kind of, you know, the cell phones and all the algorithms, and, you know, people do some strange things with those things, right? And so it's just kind of funny that, like, over the last probably four or five months, on, on Sunday mornings, you, you get in the car, and if I plug my phone up, and, and now it's even if Pat plugs her phone up, the first thing that pops up is the little map thing on the screen, and instantly it says Popper Springs. Now, that's kind of scary, isn't it? So it knows where we're going on Sunday morning. So this morning was absolutely no different, okay? I'm driving, and we're kind of going, and, and we're stopped at a little red light, and I pop, you know, pop the cord in my phone, and boom, there it comes. Popper Springs. I'm like, every time I see that, I'm like, you know, that's just crazy that it knows where we're going. And so we got, we got uh, on 26 and we got pretty close to the exit for more. And Pat said, hey, do you mind if I listen to the, to the music that Scott sent us one more time before we get to church? I said, sure, we can do that. So she pops her phone in and it didn't say Poplar Springs, but it did say Flavor Shack, all right? <laughs> this thing is crazy. It knows where we go to worship. It knows where we go to lunch almost every Sunday, all right? Crazy, crazy, crazy. So today, I'm probably not going to surprise you where I go with the text and with my thoughts this morning, especially being Christmas Day. Matthew chapter 1, I'm going to read those verses again, but I really just want to spend some time this morning uh, with verse 21. But again, I'm going to ask you to do what I ask you to do every Sunday. If you have a copy of God's Word and you've got it on your device, I want you to stand with me and say this. This is the Bible. It's God's holy, infallible, inerrant, perfect, life-giving, life-changing Word. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, that she was found uh, with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Lord Jesus, today, thank you. Thank you for just a sweet time. God, as the church gathered together last evening, 
And Lord, thank you for another sweet time that we get to gather this morning. And just to celebrate together, uh, Lord, thinking through the Christmas message and story and what a, what a story of hope. And what a, Lord, we thank you that you have birthed your eternal hope in us. And so, Lord, we, we just never get tired of just thanking you for coming, for living, for dying, that we could know you and have peace and joy unspeakable. And, Lord, to, to, to look forward to the future and, and to know that one day every born-again child of God with every tribe, every nation, every tongue is going to be gathered around your throne. And so, Lord, we give you praise that you came we give you praise that you did what you did in order that we could know you and so lord just remind us maybe somebody here today is weary maybe somebody here today is tired god maybe somebody here today is just just kind of lord what you're doing doesn't seem to be it just doesn't feel right and so god i pray that you will just lord strengthen us today just remind us of who jesus is and all that he has done and who we are are in you and lord for all that you do we will be quick to give you praise and glory and honor for you are worthy of it all and we pray this in jesus name amen and amen god bless you you can be seated you know there's really only one purpose and message of the church and that is Jesus. You can have all the isms and all the schisms. You can have all the programs and plans and all those kinds of things. Any emphasis that does not center around Jesus is nothing but absolute junk. And it should never, ever be used. Somebody say amen. All right. Whether you believed it or not, thank you for saying amen. Jesus made this statement in John chapter 14. He said that I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father except by me. And I just want to brag on Jesus for a little bit this morning. I love verse 21. If there was nothing in here except verse 21, it would be my favorite verse. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. What a wonderful name that is. On the count of three, I want everybody here to say the name Jesus. One, two, three, Jesus. Now, some of you had smiles all morning long. But you just smiled right then. I'm telling you, you can't even hardly speak the name of Jesus without it doing something to your spirit and to your soul. Now, I remember growing up and, and even for many, many years in church life, we sang this little chorus, His name is what? Wonderful. And I want to spend some time thinking about that wonderful name, of Jesus. You call his name Jesus. Do you know that Jesus was his personal name? There are a lot of titles. You can call him Lord Jesus Christ. And in that you would have a title, you would have a position, and those two things are are are, are extremely important as you are studying about Jesus, why he came and who he was and that he was king eternal and his position wasn't just Lord one day, but he was always Lord. But Jesus was his personal name, Jesus uh, the God of salvation. You know, names were very important, especially in Bible days. A name in the Old Testament, a name in Bible days represented that person. The name spoke of who they were. It spoke of their rank. It spoke of, of who they were, their dignity. All that they were was attached to their name. When we began having a, a family, we... Uh, we, uh, we we picked out a few names, but we were really, I mean, we really wanted good names. And so to be honest with you, we kind of wanted Bible names. And so Seth came along, and so we named him Seth. And Seth means appointed of God or established in grace. And we like the name Stephen. So child number two, we chose the name Stephen. It means crowned one, established in truth. 
And then Sarah came along, first girl. And so we named her Sarah. Sarah means princess or beloved one. And then came Silas. And Silas' name, it means steadfast in truth. And then along came Samuel, which means instructed of God. And then came Simeon, means one who hears or one who is diligent and steadfast. And then there come Sean. And we, we said, well, now, Lord... We really can't find Sean in the Bible. But I got to be honest with you, after you've named, you know, four or five of your boys with S names, there's not a whole lot left. Shadrach didn't want to go there. Saul didn't want to go there. You with me? And so, but we do know that Sean is a derivative of John, and it means that God is gracious. And then Susie Q, Susanna, was the caboose, and her name means pure or lily. And what's interesting is my daughter Sarah always calls Susanna lily. And this means pure. I don't know what that was. Did y'all hear that? Did you hear a noise? Okay, I just wanted to be sure that everybody heard that and it wasn't me, all right? going Just going crazy, all right? But I heard that, all right? And so, so on July the 15th, 1962, my mom and dad, they, my mom gave birth to a, a, a baby boy and, and named that boy Kenneth. Does anybody know what Kenneth means? I'll tell you, it means handsome. <laughs> they nailed it, all right? They nailed it. Names are very important. And when you say, when you speak the name Jesus, you better know what that name means. And it literally means Jehovah is salvation. That was his personal name. How many of you know for a fact today that you are saved and born again and you're going to go to heaven when you die? Just kind of wave at me real quick. You know that beyond a shadow of a doubt. Aren't you glad that God himself, through Jesus Christ, is no respecter of persons? Salvation is not restricted to a certain group of people, but free to all. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves you. The Bible says in John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life there is god and there's the son there's the giver there's the gift there's the author there's the finisher there is love and the one who gave there is the prerequisite of that gift in the father and the proof of that gift in the son and i like the fact that he says the world but yet he says whosoever i'm just telling you if i had been the only person if you had been the only person he loves us collectively but aren't you glad he loves us individually and that we serve a personal God and Jesus represents a personal Savior who walks with us. And so it's his personal name, but not just a personal name, it's a powerful name. One of my favorite men to read is A.W. Tozer. And in one of his writings, he said this, wrapped up in Jesus is all the power of the Godhead. Many of you probably have received Christmas cards this season. Well, we have, and many of you have sent those things, and, and they are precious, and we thank you for each and every one of those things. But when you get those pictures and you get those cards, sometimes it shows Jesus as a little infant. Sometimes you see Jesus on the cross. But I got good news today. Jesus is no longer in a manger. He is no longer in a cross. As a matter of fact, he is no longer in a tomb because on the third day, he got up and he resurrected. He he is not confined to the grave. He has ascended. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. And now he is in a place of power. And so it's a personal name, but it's a powerful name. Let me tell you this. He has the power to save. On June 11, 1978, there was a war that happened at Hillcrest Baptist Church. And I'm not talking between the preacher and the deacons. 
There was a war. It was a spiritual war that was going on that day. And there was the good and there was the bad. There was the, the Lord Jesus and there was the enemy himself. And when everything had settled, when all the dust had settled, you know what? Jesus had won me to himself. He had brought me his salvation. And I'm telling you, I didn't get a temporary fix. I didn't have just this temporary thing, this stage or this phase. But I know this, according to the Bible, he has saved me eternally. Every shackle has been broken. Every stain of sin has been removed. I may not look like much to you, but to the Jesus, I am his beloved. I am a part of his bride. He has washed me and he has cleansed me because he has the power to do that. Not only the power to save, but he also has the power to sustain. He keeps me going. <laughs> he keeps me going. I'm telling you, there are times I want to quit and he won't let me. You ever been there? I'm telling you, he knows how to sustain me. He's the only one with saving power. He's the only one with sustaining power. He's the only one that can meet all of my needs. He's the only one that can meet all of your needs. He's the only one that is adequate for every situation. He has sustaining power. You know, Pat and I like to travel. We like to do a lot of things. There's different places that we like to go. And, and we went to Tryon, North Carolina. I don't want to offend anybody. I, I really don't. I really I'm sincerely mean this. I don't want to offend anybody. I don't even want to offend trying. But we got up there one day and went in this shop, and we, we thought it was a certain shop, but when we got in there, it was kind of different. It was one of those shops that has all the crystals and the rocks and all the herbs and all the kind of stuff, you know, and the people in the back, mm, you all know what I'm talking about? Okay, it was one of those, all right? It was... It was one of those. And people are in there eating tree bark and talking to Mother Earth. <laughs> Mother Earth, my foot. I'm not sustained by Mother Earth. I am sustained by the one who created this earth. I don't get my strength from the sea, but from the one who walked upon its waters. I don't get my strength from the wind, but I do get my strength from the one who rides upon the wind and its wings. I don't get my power from the sun, but the one who lit the sun's fire. Not from the clouds, but the one who makes them his chariot. I don't get my power from the stars, but I get my power and my my sustainment from the one who created every one of those stars. And his name is Jesus. He has the power to save. He has the power to sustain. He has the power to, to satisfy. It's hard to satisfy me. Go ahead and say amen, Pat. <laughs> it's okay. But I'll tell you this, I am satisfied in him. I am satisfied in him. You see, God delights in righteousness, and I didn't have any. I was bankrupt. And you know what God did? God gave me the righteousness of Jesus. So it's impossible for me to serve in my own strength. I have to depend upon him. You may not know this, and you, you may think I'm telling you a lie, but I'm telling you, I am nervous as a rat in a cat factory every single Sunday. I am scared to death. I got caught today. My brother, my brother here is on security, caught me. I was in my spot. Usually I get here, and I kind of walk through here on Sunday mornings real quick, and I say hey to a few folks, and then, to be honest with you, I will go out or around, sometimes down, and then back up, but I'm over here just outside the baptistry and there's a window right there I get right there and I read my text I look at my notes and I start praying for you as I see the rest of you pulling in the parking lot and that's pretty much what I do every single Sunday why because I am scared to death because God Almighty has called me to preach his word, and it's the most unbelievable thing. I'm telling you, I realize I'm going to give an account for every single word I say. 
And it's an awesome thing to be able to proclaim. And so I know that I cannot do it on my own. But I am glad to know there is one who supplies everything I need and sustains me. That I can do what he's called me to do. So it's a personal name. It's a powerful name. It's a peaceful name. I'm telling you, we, we live in a world that is messed up. And there is fear and anxiety everywhere. And you know what I need? I need his peace. How about you? There's the old hymn, peace, peace, wonderful peace. Man, I need his peace. Peace from God. Romans 5 says this, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Aren't you glad we can have peace with God? But I, not only peace with Him, I can have the peace of God. I struggle. You struggle. But I'm telling you, he can give us joy. And so I'm just grateful that when everybody, you know, here's what I know this. You find somebody whose Bible is falling apart, their life probably isn't. Right? Why? Because the peace that God will give doesn't mean your circumstance changed. Listen, all of us can have bad circumstances, right? You may not like your circumstance. God may change those things. He may not. It's up to him. He's God, right? He, he's God. But here's what I do know. I can have peace even in the midst of a storm. I can have peace when I don't even like my circumstances. Just say Jesus. <laughs> I can't handle this. We, uh, we laughed last night. I was so excited. Pat could tell you, Pat could fill in the blanks for you, but I've kind of been in the, a little bit of the mully grubs. Uh, that's just a nice way to say it. But I'm going to tell you, the last probably three or four days, boy, has God been speaking to me. And I've been in Mark 4, 5, and 6. Oh, my soul, just looking at the miracles that Jesus did and letting those things speak to my own soul and my own heart. And I'm telling you, I, uh, I just, I, I don't know, the last two or three days, I'm telling you, I have just been absolutely on fire. The Lord has just been speaking. And, and I don't know, they just, and you know it, you can tell it, you see it. And so, you know, it seems like sometimes when you just are experiencing that, something's going to happen, right? Here's, here's what I do know. you either in a storm, you're coming out of a storm, or watch out, brother. Right? I, I, that's pretty much it. So we left last night, and I was on a high. We're driving along. We're going back, and we're singing and just having all kind of fun and talking. And then we just got really quiet. Just, we're just holding hands, right? Just holding hands. I still love holding her hand. We got home, walked in, no heat. I mean, the thermostat wouldn't even work. And I said, Lord, this is not what we expected. And then I started thinking about, oh, no, if we don't have heat, the pipes are going to freeze. And if the pipes freeze, they're going to burst. And if they burst, we're going to... Y'all ever been where I'm, where I'm talking about right now? Isn't it funny? When I was 21 years old, I didn't give a flying hang about anything. And if it happened, no big deal. Now that I'm 60, everything seems to be a big deal. So we get on the phone. We get a hold of the guy that does our heat and air. And you know, it's Christmas Eve. It's 8 o'clock. Who's going to come out at Christmas Eve, 8 o'clock? I'll tell you who. Nobody. <laughs> but he was so nice. Here's what he did. He, he, he started giving Pat a tutorial. And she started communicating that stuff to me. And believe it or not, I went upstairs with some tools. <laughs> and you know what? That rascal walked me through. And I, I shut that thing down, took some wires apart, stuck some other wires together. I thought, dear Lord, I am going to come and see you tonight. 
I looked at Pat and said, okay, Pat, I think it's right. I hope this is right. <laughs> if not, we'll see you on the side, baby. We'll see you on the side. And I put that clamp on there and fired it up, and guess what come out? Heat. Why do I worry? And why in the world do I fret when Jesus is still on the throne? Why in the world? How come I can't remember all the things that he's always done? Why shouldn't that give me peace, even when things don't go the way that I want them to go? Peace. There ain't one place you can get that kind of peace. You can't get that on Amazon. You can't get it at Sam's Wholesale. You can't get it at Ace Hardware. You can't get it at Food Line or Ingles. You have to go to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen? Peace. <laughs> I remember years and years ago, just a punk, punk, punk. Here I am, a young youth guy, First Baptist Church, Indian Trail. And it was during a kind of a, maybe the Christmas season, and we, we had this thing where we called it soup, slop, soda, slurp. And so we probably had around 200 junior high, high schoolers. And so everybody that came that night, you brought a can of soup and a can of your favorite soda. And had these sweet ladies that helped us in the kitchen. And so every can of soup went in these great big old pots. So it didn't matter what you brought, they all went in the same big old pot. It didn't matter what soda you brought because they all got poured in the same big old pots. And you would think that is the nastiest thing I've ever heard of. Can I tell you, there was not one drop of soup left, nor was there one drop of soda. It was awesome. And so those youth workers, I mean, they worked and they worked. And I, that night I said, look, y'all are amazing. Could not do this without you. So here's the deal. I'm cleaning up tonight. Y'all are going home. And I made everybody leave. Have y'all ever been in a church building at night all by yourself? It's not fun. And so I'm sitting there, you know, I'm standing there in the kitchen, and I got this SOS pad, and I'm, I am, these, I mean, these are huge old pots, and I am, I am, I am grinding on those things and trying to clean them out. And I'm telling you, I felt like somebody was right behind me. You ever felt that way? And I thought somebody, and I turned, there wasn't nobody there, but I felt the most evil presence I had ever felt. Maybe you have experienced something like that. I was absolutely scared senseless. And the only thing I knew to do is I just said Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And then I started singing that song. Jesus, 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 there's just something about that name. I'm telling you, I started getting all happy. I started getting fired up. I, I tell you, I don't care if there was 10 demons, 15 demons. I didn't care if there were robbers in there. I was walking down the dark hallways with the SOS in my hand and a pot in this hand. And I was just singing Jesus all the way through. I'm telling you, it did. I, you you. You better know if you need peace and you need shelter and you need something, just speak the name Jesus. I'm telling you, it's his personal name. It's a powerful name. It's a peaceful name. And I'll end up with this. It needs to be a public name. We, his people, should never be ashamed of Jesus. I know I'm a relic. I am. I'm a dinosaur when it comes to preachers. You're not going to find many preachers. And I'm not saying I do it right. I'm not saying every preacher needs to spit when he's speaking. I'm not saying every preacher needs to pound the pulpit when he's preaching. I don't mean that at all. Matter of fact, the only thing that really matters is the Spirit of God, right? A guy like Vance Havner in his advanced stage of life in ministry got so feeble that he would just stand and, and, and just read his text. And people would get saved like crazy. Monotone. You ever, you ever listen to any Vance Havner? Just monotone. Just, just mono, that crazy little voice and just monotone. It's not, a, it's not about the preacher. 
And it's not about his personality. Never build anything on the personality of the preacher. You build what you build on the character and the person of Jesus. But I know I'm a relic. I know I'm a dinosaur. You're not going to find many that do what I do. And I'm not saying that it's right, but I am saying it's me. I just, honestly, I can't help it. Y'all say I do certain things. I don't even know that I'm doing it. It's just part of how God has wired me. It's part of how he's, he's, he's wrapped me up. And, and so you don't have to be extra, but I know that I am extra. It's just how I'm wired. And I'm not saying that you have to be. But here's what I say, regardless of what your temperament or personality is, if you belong to Jesus, people should know that you belong to Jesus. And we should never be ashamed of Jesus. And when I say that, I'm not saying just T-shirts and bumper stickers. But I will say that some, somebody sent us two T-shirts, and, I, and it, didn't, it didn't say who. But in my, I, I just, I think it had to be somebody from here. And so thank you for those two T-shirts. It's got, well, I won't tell you, it's just two T-shirts. I, got, I, if I, I don't want to get sidetracked. So thank you. Thank you. So regardless of your temperament, whether you're extrovert or introvert, if we are washed in the blood, we should never be ashamed of that. And never be ashamed to tell others that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no man can come to the Father except through him. So here's how I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end today. I know we, we did this a while back, but I just, we're going to do it today. And I'll tell you why we're going to do it. It's because I'm still preaching. And we're going to do it. Y'all remember we did a Jesus cheer a few months ago? We're going to do one now. I, I remember one time, our old, oldest son, I was pastor in North Carolina then, and Seth was in a little children's group, and every Sunday, you know, how you do it Sunday and Sunday lunch, I'd say, hey, son, what'd you learn in Sunday school this morning? That was just, I mean, that was just a part of the Sunday lunch conversation. Now, Mark, you will definitely appreciate what I'm getting ready to say. And so I was expecting to hear this profound, you know, a six-year-old, as profound as he could be, kind of regurgitating to me the profound Sunday school lesson that was taught by his Sunday school teacher. Seth, what did you learn in Sunday school today? He looked at me and said, Dad, here's what I learned. Duke is puke and wake is fake. The team I hate is NC State. You can't, oh, it's more. You can't get to heaven in a red canoe because God's favorite color is Carolina blue. Now, that is not what I expected. And I rebuked him in Jesus' name, all right? I did. <laughs> well, half of it, you know, it was fun. And it, it's, a, it's a cheer. I mean, his teacher was a Tar Heel fan, right? And she wasn't ashamed of that and having some fun. And I, I, I don't fault her for that. So today... I, I, here's how we're just going to end this service. I'm just going to ask you to stand. And I'm going to encourage you, be more public with the name of Jesus than you have ever been before. So give me a J. J. Give me an e. e. Give me an S. S. Give me a U. U. Give me an S. S. What does it spell? Jesus. Who is king? Jesus. Who is Lord? Jesus. Who is worthy? Jesus. Amen, Jesus. Amen. 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 You going to sing anything? Lord, we love you. We bless you. We praise you. And Lord, on this Christmas Sunday, God, would you help us and give us the strength, the ability, and the desire to make much of the name and person and work of Jesus for your good and for your glory. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas.